0: Welcome to Fluido Moments, our podcast series where we will talk about what's it like to be a Fluidian, what we do every day and what our culture is all about. This is your backstage pass to all things Fluido. Welcome to Fluida Moments, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Fluida Moments is our podcast where we talk about Fluida culture. and We talk about what's it like to work at Fluido and all sorts of cool things and different themes. And today we are here to talk about giving back. And I'm Paulina Löytty, head of people and culture at Fluido. And I have Rodrigo here with me and Arune. I'm gonna let you guys introduce yourselves and also tell me a little bit how you came to Fluido. What's your background before we get into our theme? So maybe we should let Arune start. Sure. So hello, my name is Arune. (laughs) Hi.
1: um, Hi. I'm originally Lithuanian and I moved to Denmark five years ago for my studies for master's where I was studying marketing. And I came from Lithuania uh, where I had my bachelor's studies and for my bachelor's thesis, I did dissertation on CRM and performance evaluation. So I was introduced into customer relationship management quite early when I was 22, something like that, 20, maybe even. And then when I came to Denmark, I was studying marketing. And then I thought that marketing was my path and I was very passionate about it. But then I graduated and started looking for jobs and realized that I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh boy, what I'm going to do now? And then I was thinking, well, maybe I need to change approach a little bit. And I was thinking, well, I really loved my bachelor thesis about CRM. I really had this good feeling that this could be something for me. But it was a very like holistic and theoretical approach. So I thought, okay, I need to really get my hands on some uh, CRM system. And I didn't care much on which one. I didn't know about Salesforce back in the time. But once I shifted my approach to that, it was quite easy to to get an internship in this startup where I contacted them and they said, oh, perfect timing. We just bought this CRM called Salesforce and we don't have people to implement it. Maybe you would like to try. I was like, yeah, sure. Give Why it to not? me. So I so I just joined them for, I think, for five months, completely self-taught myself Salesforce. And I had this epiphany moment, but that that's the thing I should do in my life. So since then, it was quite easy and effortless. I Googled for companies in Copenhagen, who does Salesforce implementations, Fluido stood out right away. I was invited for interview and it just was very effortless and easy from, from there on. I knew right away that they want
0: to join this company and I was lucky. Yeah. And here you are and you've yeah. been with us over three so, years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a long time already. <laughs> yeah. 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 Such a nice story. So, Rodrigo, what's your story then? Yeah. So, hi,
2: my name is Rodrigo. I come from Mexico, actually. And I've been in Finland for five years also. I came to Finland for my master's degree in international business management. But before in Mexico, I studied international business. After I graduated in Mexico, I used to work with a very popular ERP system. I don't know if I should mention any brands.
0: Oh, um, you can you can yeah. skip. You can maybe right. skip it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So yeah, I, I, don't know. I I was working with it for quite many years. And then with my girlfriend we decided we will move to Finland for studying a master's degree. So I started my MBA here. It was really great. Then I started looking for consulting jobs in the IT industry, because even if I studied business, I have always worked in IT. And I didn't know much about Salesforce at that time. But then I met another Mexican friend who used to work here, who told me about Fluido and how cool it was to be at the company and and what Salesforce was. So I decided to check out the website and started doing some research and I applied. And now I'm here. And it's been, I mean, it's been a great path for me because I didn't really know much about it. Mm. But I learned pretty quickly and I jumped right away into a project. So yeah, it has been a really nice experience.
0: Yeah. And you're both doing consultings, business consulting. Yes. And then you're doing other stuff as well outside, which is really what we're we're here for. So giving back and what that is. And both of you have different stories. So maybe we can start with Aruna again. So this sort of title of this podcast is giving back so what does that mean to you in this this context
1: well i think all of us has certain responsibilities in life and or should in my mind have it and if we are successful in life and i consider us compared to majority of the people in the world quite happy and successful we should give back part of our time to ever contribute to something that is important for uh I don't know, some personal cause or just for our community, even for, for related to what we work, maybe train other people or or if you care about climate change, for instance, you should do something about that because quite frankly, these important causes, they don't get a lot of, you know, you, you need as much attention and money and investments and time as much as you get. And there's probably no money in the world to cover that. So if each of us just spends a few hours a month even on, on that cause, I think it would make a huge difference. So that's that's what it is for me. And I'm trying to also do something.
0: I like what you're doing and, and all of those. How about you, Rodrigo? What does uh, giving back mean, uh, mean to you? Well, giving back
2: means lots of things for me. I think I relates a lot to Mexico and to like the region I come from. Like Latin America is a place with lots of needs. And giving back for me means that if I have the possibility to help others, then I should do it because there's people who need it, people who are in need of being helped. But I think we are very lucky. We're very lucky with the things we have. So why not... Go and give back to others. Give some of the things or the time or our mind to them. You know,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, and it doesn't need to be big things. No, it doesn't need. It doesn't need to
2: be big. It can be small. It can be, I don't know, helping a little bit in your community, in your building, in your block. It doesn't have to be something huge.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I agree. And like you said, just just a few hours or Few moments yeah. per month or whatever. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So I know you're doing a lot, because <laughs> because I, uh, I know. <laughs> well, I know I know you have a few <laughs> projects going on. Yeah. But um, talk to me about um, one of them. Okay. So well, the the most recent
1: one I got involved. Something also Salesforce related started last year. Actually, before Christmas 2018, I went to one of a clients' offices in Amsterdam. And I was there for a couple of days and I was looking for something to do in the evening. And I I don't know if you know of this platform called meetup.com. Mm-hmm. So I Googled it. Uh, Searched the meetup and I saw that there is a Salesforce Community uh, Christmas party going that day, and I was like, "Wow, that's that's a great coincidence! I I must go be there." So I ended up in that party, and it was like two hundred people. It was a lot of people, wow. and there was consultants and customers and Salesforce. And I was what what is this? We don't have it in Denmark. Like, at least I thought that we don't have it in Copenhagen. So I was talking to people and I was the only one who was not from, from Amsterdam, was coming just completely out, <laughs> outside from there. And, uh, and everybody was like, oh, you from Copenhagen. Yeah, you're cool, you probably also have a lot of user groups. I was like, well, no, not really. I don't think so. And was like, oh, this is, then you should start one. I was like, oh, but I really don't have time already involved with a other project and, you know, my work. And I was like, oh, you don't need to put a lot of time. You just, once in a few months, you just set a meeting point and you just meet with interested people uh, in Salesforce and uh, do Trailheads, which is a learning platform of Salesforce. I was like, well, maybe that's a good idea. I should, I should look into it, but... At that time, I I did not commit to anything. But then I came back to Denmark and uh, and started looking for user groups in Denmark. And I noticed that there is already actually one admin user group. And there is this Salesforce rule that you cannot have two. So if there is already one, uh, there should be only one. So I I looked at it. I thought maybe I can join it. But it felt for me that it was very Danish. Uh, All events were in Danish. All uh, comments were in Danish. I'm not Danish and I, even though I attempted to learn Danish, it is really hard language to learn and I never <laughs> really, really did that. So I, I'm not really comfortable going to Danish events. And I know that just looking at our office, there's so the Salesforce community in any city, bigger city really is really international. And I know that there's a lot of people in my position that don't speak Danish and and still would like to, you know, share the passion and meet together and do something. So I thought, what the heck? I'll just start not a user group, but just uh, a meetup. So the same platform, I opened my group, called it Sales for Saturdays, and I started just setting uh, one a day a month where we can meet and and just talk and and share experience. Very informal, no sales, you know, involved or anything like that and it actually took off quite well. It, uh, it, there was a month where I was sitting alone, but then people were starting <laughs> coming with new people every month. And then I felt like I would like to do more. So we started making this um, like a topic of each time. So now we start with a presentation of certain topic, It could be like presenting a community cloud, for instance, and then people share their experience and and just have Good time, basically. So, so yeah. Now we're Salesforce Saturdays in Copenhagen. That is not Salesforce user group, but just a meetup, and that's me. <laughs>
0: and that's, <laughs> that's you. pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, what do you personally get out of that? Like, what's the? I don't know.
1: Just have fun doing it. I love meeting people. I I don't know. It's just me. I love being part of community, and if I am the one running that community, it gives me like extra. I don't know motivation and a feel of gratitude. That's. Wow, people are coming here because i I you know i'm I organize this and people are coming, and they're giving good feedback, and it's just motivating to continue so it's it's really great, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's and, and the feeling and I know you are, you know, people are talking to yeah. each other, learning from each other. Getting yes, exactly. Jobs and
1: also, and- there's a lot of people actually who are looking into changing careers or looking into Salesforce, but not really know what it entails. Like myself, when I started, there was nobody I knew around me who worked with Salesforce. That was only a Salesforce account manager for the company I worked for that I found out about Salesforce, but nobody who worked in a consultant position like I am now. So it's great that we have this platform where people can come and ask these questions what, and find out if, if the job is for them or, or not. Or it's just curious customers as well about the newest practices. And yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: It's really nice to have that kind of like a networking platform, like yeah. informal place where you can just go and have a chat and, and discuss about things you like, like Salesforce.
1: Exactly. It's just people who has a common interest so yeah. meet, meet up one time a month and have coffee together, basically. That's really nice. Yeah,
0: so, sounds really, sounds like a lot of fun, not only for you, but also for, for everybody else. And I yes. yeah, get that, yeah. And, um, and you, sir, you've done something completely different yeah. As, yeah. as your give back kind of thing. So do you want to talk about that? Of course. Yeah.
2: Um, so last year, it was actually in March. I participated in a program from Salesforce called Ohana for Ghana. <laughs> so um, I traveled with a group of people from Salesforce to um, to Ghana to build a library for a school in a rural community. But not only that, we also brought computers and servers uh, like th- that can work uh, offline, so they're not connected to internet, to build computer libraries for schools that needed it. So... Imagine having, having offline copies of Wikipedia at your school, even if you don't have internet or Wi-Fi or anything. So it was, it was such a great experience. So from the beginning, I opened a fundraiser where Fluido was putting one euro for each euro that was donated there. A lot of Fluidians poured their money in. A lot of people was just helping. It was like, I was so happy because it was the first time I had started a fundraiser. So I didn't really know how it would go. I, w- I was thinking like, well, I will just end up with probably just a couple hundred euros. But it ended up pretty good. I ended up with like 3,000 or more. I can't even remember. Fluido gave some laptops. You know, I was I was so happy to see how people really helped and how people was also giving back, you know. But I didn't really know what was I going to see until I got there. And, you know, we went to this... Very remote village where there was no water, no internet, no cell phone coverage. And uh, imagine seeing a school where the the floors are just like dirt floors. The classrooms, they don't have walls. So the kids are just there. If the weather is bad, it will just rain on them. You know, it's...
1: How about computers? Do they have a shit?
2: Yeah, well, the NGO that organizes these trips is called Adano they actually build like brick and concrete buildings for the school. So they're building schools, they're building libraries Mm. or the computer labs. So they actually put everything there. And the really cool thing about this is that they involve the communities. It's not just the NGO and the foreigners come and build something and then they leave.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: But it's like involving the community. You become a part of that village and you build along with them. So... For example, the first day we went and and started digging sand with the people from the village. So they just gave us some small hats they made for us so we could carry the sand in our heads. The kids were giving us water. It was amazing. You know, we we had this like a welcome ceremony with the elders from the village where they told us that now you are part of the community because you're taking care of us. Now we are taking care of you. So feel free to roam around, come into our house you know, it's, it was such an eye-opening, mind-blowing experience because we live in countries where we have everything. We just give things for granted, you know. You go to school, you have windows, you have computers, you have electricity. But once you get there and you see how a lot of people live, and it's not just in Africa, it's lots of countries, Mexico, Latin America.
0: Yeah, even your home country, you know, yeah. Finland and... Denmark. And, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, exactly. We live in a bubble and we don't realize until we do these kind of activities.
0: Yeah. And doesn't that just blow your mind to a whole new level, whether it's going to Africa or whether it's helping someone on Salesforce? You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, huge things or it doesn't have to be very particular things, just helping someone, something. Yeah. And takes you to another level yeah. as a person yourself. Yeah,
2: exactly. Because you realize that you don't have to do big things, it's just one small step you do is doing a difference already you're You're already helping, yeah,
0: yeah. and then
2: if everyone is taking one small step, imagine it's like millions of steps yeah. taken forward
0: so how are you different now after last march?
2: <sighs> wow, my mind is still blown from the trip. I look at things differently now. If I'm going to buy something, I think twice, like, should I really buy it? Like, do I really need this thing? Or is, is it something like just to collect something else? Probably, could I do something else with this money? Yeah. Why not give it to an NGO or do something with it? Like, I mean, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. But there are many things that have changed in me. I mean... Poof.
0: Yeah. Well, it, yeah. It is a yeah. it's a big a big thing. It yeah. is. It yeah. is a
2: very big thing. It, yeah. it was very impressive to see the conditions of the schools and and how the kids struggle and they even go there and, and learn. They, they keep going. To, they don't stop going. Yeah. They, they want, want to, to learn. To.
0: That's great. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And you're doing something also similar now. We took the Salesforce thing, but you're also doing yeah. other stuff. Like I said, you have a lot of projects going on. So.
1: Uh, yes. So there's this organization called For Water with a four. <laughs> And it started actually already 11 years ago in Glasgow, and there was this um, the guy called Sam in Glasgow who just um, had a, a bit of a relationship with another NGO called WaterAid. And this company, they're quite big in UK, and I think they also have an office in Sweden. And um, they support different projects on a world that they help communities that don't have access to fresh water. They don't have sanitation facilities, basically like the village you visited Rodrigo, they, they need a lot of help just with this basic needs, access to clean water, toilets and hygiene education. So he really wanted to to contribute to that cause. But being a student himself, it's not that you have a lot of money. So. What he started is really great. So he himself was very passionate about salsa, dance salsa, not sauce salsa. Dance salsa, yes. And then he started something called Salsa for Water, and the idea was to teach salsa people and raise money this way and donate all the profits to water rates. And it's. It started in Glasgow and then, you know, with the student community and then some students move back to their country and then they start for water there. And then this way in 11 years, it grew organically quite a bit. I think we are maybe around 12 cities in Europe and it's going great. Now there's not only salsa for water, there's bachata for water, There is uh, there was a climbing for water, photography wow. for water, yoga for water. It's all kind of for waters. It's it's great. Now we have like fluido days uh, every year. We have for water day uh, where we meet also all the projects in one place for a few days for a congress and it's 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 huge now. It's always coming over hundred like around hundred people and it's just a fraction who actually travels to these congresses. So it's it's great and then in Copenhagen as well. So one of my my now close friends (laughs) he he was a student in glasgow himself and then he moved to back to home time to link shopping in sweden he started salsa for water there and then he moved to copenhagen and then he started salsa for water there and then uh, me four years ago i think um when i was in denmark and it was still new city for me i was looking for something to do, a community, and I found it, I joined it as a student just to learn how to dance. And then I just loved the cause, the idea behind it. I, I became close friends with all volunteers and starting volunteering myself. And then I'm still four years later involved with the community. We have now in Copenhagen three projects, Salsa for Water, Bachata for Water and Salsa for Water Junior, which is where we teach salsa for kids. nice and in schools so yes and this is uh, how we roll we just teach what we love and donate all the profits to the project that we can choose that which we want to support which is currently is a project in madagascar cool
0: yeah yeah it's it's just just listening to you guys i'm i'm and i'm sure people who are listening to us as well like want to give back and and do whatever whether it's professional or or for fun or or something bigger like traveling Mm. to Africa or somewhere else. So amazing stuff, guys. But now I want to ask you the last question. Time goes by so so fast. Yeah. So the podcast is called Fluida Moments. So going back to then what you do at work or what's happening here. Rodrigo, what's your Fluido Moment? I think that my
2: Fluido Moment is actually related to the trip to Africa. I was so impressed at how Fluido and all the Fluidians helped in and everyone jumped into the project and, and and helped in such a way that I felt that we're just a family here. Like, I felt everyone is willing to help you, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that really made me super happy. I was already very happy with Fluido, but, you know just seeing how everyone reacted to the project and to the idea of, of helping in Africa just blew my mind. And that's definitely my fluido moment. And, and, you know, now that I'm thinking it, being able to speak about this last year at our company day, to have some time to show the photos and show how the project was, that was also part of my, my fluido moment. Oh. I and mean, just being able to share this with others and hopefully, to, to make others think that they can help in their communities. Yep. It doesn't have to be in Africa, just yep.
0: wherever. Yeah. Cool. How about you?
1: Oh, there are so many. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really hard question. But I it think um, one that pops to my head right away is actually my first encounter with Tufrido on my interview. During my interview and I it really stood out for me because it was so fun and effortless and it I felt like really welcome already in the interview room. Like I'm not being judged or, you know, tested of purely just of my skills, but it's just also that people here cares about who I am and my personality and I just it felt so great. And I was like, yeah, this is the place for me, like, and since I joined it, it's it just continued that feeling that of, of inclusion, of family. It's really cool that it's a very international company. So you are not standing out as being a white bird <laughs> in the Danish crowd. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: So it's, yeah, it's, it's been great. Good, good, good. All right. Well, for this podcast, we also have a website called fluidomoments.com. So you can go and check out this video and and the others. (laughs) Great. (laughs) All of them uh, will be online. And then there's also going to be a recruiting event online there at fluidomoments.com, May 28th, 11 o'clock Finland time and 10 o'clock Central European time. So... So hopefully we'll get some new colleagues from there as well. Uh, I want to thank both of you for taking the time to be here. It has been a really special chat for me, and I hope for you guys as well.
1: Thank you. It was thank a pleasure. Was, yeah. And a lot of fun.
0: Yes. <laughs> I told I told you it was going to be fun, <laughs> didn't I? Yeah. Yeah,
2: and it's it's really cool to share these experiences. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Thanks for having us here.
0: Thank you.